It was twilight. Peter looked at the old wooden gate and the small well-kept garden beyond. Nothing had changed since he was a little kid, playing with his toy cars on the neatly mown lawn. His dangerous life seemed for a moment unreal. Hitmen, criminals, international money laundering and high finance, it all seemed like a terrible fantasy. His old home seemed to secure him from his world, like an old nanny comforts a distressed child. He walked down the short concrete path, watching the curtains for movement. Nothing stirred. It had been over nine months since his parents would have heard of his death, a grief-filled age of thinking back to when their only son was alive. He couldn't stay away any longer. By now he hoped his trail was cold. Peter gambled that he had become a forgotten name. Except for the agency he hacked for, he was banking that no one even thought about him any more. George was fronting for him at Monologue UK, and the Americans had no idea he was pulling the old man's strings. Now was the time to break his parents' torture. Peter rang the bell. He looked through the mottled glass of the front door and waited for the familiar shadow. The door opened, and his mother looked out at him. Her expression froze. "'Hello, Mum,' he said. The old lady covered her face and began to cry. She grabbed out with her hand and touched his shoulder. He stepped inside and hugged her little, frail body. "'Are you all right, Mother?' called his father's familiar voice from the lounge. Peter looked up to see the bowed figure enter the hallway and stop in surprise. "'Hello, Dad!' The old man stood motionless. Suddenly he knew what he saw was no illusion, and a smile poured over his face. He raised his eyebrows. "'I thought you were dead,' he said, as if Peter had stayed out playing with his friends past the approved hour. Peter laughed, tears beginning to roll down his face. "'No,' his voice caught in his throat. "'I'm still alive. Just.' Peter sat in the green armchair that over the years had shrunk to fit him. He put his teacup to one side on the whatnot. His mother mopped her streaming eyes between fits of sobbing. I can't explain, but as far as the world's concerned, um, I'm still dead. His father looked at him gravely, reproaching him with his eye, as he had once done when he had been sent home from school for fighting in the playground. How much trouble are you in, son? "'A lot and none,' said Peter, trying not to alarm or lie. "'I have to stay out of the way for a bit to let some problems die down.' He smiled as if it was a trivial matter. "'I, I can't tell you any details. It's um, all a bit of a mess. But so far everything has gone smoothly.' "'Are you in trouble with the police?' sniffed his mother, rubbing the corner of her eyes with a sodden, embroidered handkerchief. "'No, uh, it's not the law.' said Peter, shaking his head. I can't go into it. It would only worry you more than it should. Anyway, uh, I think that's all in the past now. You can tell us, son, said his father, leaning forward in his chair. No, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't want to involve you for my own peace of mind. He took a sip of his tea. Just try not to worry. Uh, I'm well looked after. The old man scrutinized his son, trying to read the story from his face. He slapped his legs. "'I've got a bottle of wine under the stairs,' he got up. "'Mother, bring the fatted calf!' 
she struggled up and followed his father out of the door, leaving him on his own. Peter looked around the room at the familiar furniture, the Dalton figurines, the bowl of nuts, the old colour television with an empty cut glass flower bowl on top. Nothing had changed since his school days. A lingering smell of cake hung sweetly in the air. The house had always smelt of his mother's baking. He smiled to himself, a lump in his throat. This was a world he could never return to.